y'all. Welcome to the inaugural episode of our new Texas Whiskey Crew podcast. We're going to be talking about all kinds of valuable things and a lot of BS that really makes no sense, but hopefully we provide some uh, entertainment value as well as impart you with some knowledge. Uh, again, I'm here with uh, with Dave and Nick, just like on our videos. If you haven't watched us on there, please hit us on YouTube or Patreon. But uh, I'm not sure what, what, what direction we're going to go this evening, but I think we've got a few different things to talk about uh, yeah. Dave, why don't you uh, hop in here? I mean, it's it's interesting. It's a new format for us, so um, I think this will give us an opportunity to kind of talk about a little bit more broad scopes on some of the things that, that we talk about kind of before we're filming, and that's kind of where this launched from was somebody said, you know, if we sat here and recorded you guys before the videos were happening, there's a lot of information and, and a lot of things that... Uh, um, that we'd be able to, to talk about and share with people. So that was kind of how this got started. And, and I think it just allows us to have a little bit more fun. Um, I think the audio portion is less than the video. So we can, we're, you know, we're a little bit more relaxed. I'm sitting here with a nice drink in my hand and um, no video around. So we get to just kind of have fun. I think it, it opens that up for us. Yeah, you get to hear all the bullshit now. Absolutely. And... Uh, you know, hey, it's marked explicit, so I mean, because I'm sure somebody's <laughs> going to slip somewhere and say something, but you know, it just allows us to have a, a little bit more fun and uh, talk bourbon, but talk life, talk some of the fun things that, that we like to do. And yeah, if you're under 18 right now, just go ahead and shut it off. Definitely. Or not, 21, I'm not sure. Not, what, not what, for what, you. What direction do we cut that at? I mean, I as long as they're not drinking, as long as we're not providing them drinks, they're fine. <laughs> so you can hear us talk if you're 18. Yeah. Just don't pour with us when we tell you to have a pour, I guess. Yeah, pour water or orange juice or milk or, yeah. you know, whatever it is you drink. Something. Apple juice is kind of brown. Yeah. So. Give me a sarsaparilla. Oh, sarsaparilla. Root beer. Root beer. Yeah, that'd be a good choice. <laughs> so let's see. We just got done filming a Peerless episode. Um... Anything you guys want to talk about? Yeah, I don't know. So I did want to jump into that peerless thing, but I, you know, I was thinking we were we revealed our uh, our barrel pick we just did with Copper Sky uh, up in Longmont, uh, which turned out fantastic. But uh, along with a single barrel pick for a lot of these clubs out there, they're doing some really cool tater stickers. Uh, for those of you that don't know what a tater is, I'll let Nick explain that here in a second. But uh, <clears throat> we see a lot of cool stickers out there. Uh, we did our uh, a little one ourselves. Uh, it's just kind of our opening one, but um, there are really some unique labels and stickers coming out there. And you know, I definitely get you know some a few laughs when I see them. But I give them credit because yeah, just the, the imagination that goes into it, and it's I give these people credit that can come up with them. It's something that I don't have the ability to do. I'm 100% addicted to them. They're just. <laughs> I, even if the whiskey's not that great, if you've had it before, man, some of these stickers are just phenomenal. They're just so good. They put so much creativity and just, they're just, they're so awesome. I really do like them. I hate to say the whole tater sticker thing, but it's pretty much what it is. It's just, I think Blanton's kind of really got everybody going with the whole tater thing. It's just, everybody's looking for Blanton's. Blanton's, Blanton's, Blanton's. So and what is a tater? Do you have, do you know what it is? That's what I'm going off of. Okay. I'm saying it's because of Blanton's. It's pretty much anything that you just, you can't find. And the you're trying super thing, hard. Right? Yeah. So, and I think that's kind of where it all came from. And the same thing goes with the tater stickers. Um, it might not be the best thing in the world, but man, it's got that sticker, you know? And that's just, it's, I love them. I love them all. They're so great. 
I love localized ones. I like movie, I mean, any of them. They're just, they're so great. It's a little sticker on the side of like a single barrel bottles um, that the people who did the pick make and just stick on the side, you know, of those bottles. Well, and I had to actually look it up because I felt, I know plenty of things about bourbon and I have talked about tater stickers and I was sitting here and I'm like, I don't know what the hell a tater sticker is. So like, why are people, I mean, I know what they are, but I'm, I just didn't understand it. So basically it says, um, tater is an enthusiast who per perpetuates the category of newly found hype culture. Taters are the type to run liquor stores upon hearing that a bottle is getting hot. Um, it's won an award or anything like that. So they want to put a sticker on it to say, um, you know, either a group has picked it or something like that. And kind of the, the wilder and the crazier that the tater sticker is, the more appeal a, a bottle can have. So, um, but I really, I, I was almost embarrassed. I'm like, I've got to sit here and read this because I know that the sticker's on there and I know it's called a tater sticker, but I didn't know what the hell it was on there for. We could help you out on that. <clears throat> I think the wax piece of it is another big one. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, not only stickers, but wax. Wax stickers. Just no, no, no wax. Oh, wax shipping bottles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just like Makers, you know, obviously Makers has a. <laughs> Some trademarks and other things on their on their wax in the bottles, but man, uh, multicolored wax, mm -hmm. different things like that. You like your stickers, I like the wax. Yeah. Wax tends to get. I'm like, oh, that must be a better bottle. It has a different color wax on it, <laughs> you know, and that or multi-layered yeah. different colors. Exactly. Like oh, there's some really cool. things I think there. you're there too. You're a big Garrison Brothers fan. They got all kinds of wax on their labels. Yeah, peel leather. Got I got leather peel off of it. And, right. Um, what was it? Just talking the, about wax. The rare, rare character bottles we yeah. just got. Yep, yep. But talking about wax, I think honestly, Garrison Brothers does it best with their their leather. They're it is so easy to get onto compared to everything else. It is. You don't have to. It's got a nice little pull tab. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you pull it around. Mm -hmm. Pop. There goes the cork. Um, you got other ones like Rare Character, which I love. I love Rare Characters, but they just dip the bottle. So you're in there with a knife. or I've seen people actually burning the wax till it melts. To melt it. <laughs> and then get it off that way. But then once you do that, it melts the glue holding the cap on. So you got to wait till Jeez. it cools down. Like it's a whole thing. <laughs> All right, well, shout out to Garrison Brothers. You do a good job on your wax. Help. We like the leather pull tab. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, and for all you taters out there listening to us, you know, just keep on keeping on. I think we all started there at some point. Everybody gets excited about the, the bourbon world, and you know what? Uh, we run into them all the time. There's, there's folks out there that are excited about one brand or another that maybe we think is subpar. I'm not going to mention any names, but uh, we all know where we're at on that. Um, so if you come over to my house, tell me you love bourbon and uh, you don't know much about it I'll give you one of those bottles but sure all that aside um, we've established that Nick is a sticker whore <laughs> uh, Steve's a proof Steve, whore. Steve's also whore. a wax whore. And, and, a, wax and whore. a wax whore. <laughs> Dave, what kind of whore are you? Um, I don't know. Apparently, I'm just a bourbon whore. Like, I like it all. But, um, you know, I don't... There's some stickers I really like. There's some wax I really like. But... Um, You're just good with everything. I am pretty good with everything. I tend to just go after what I like. I've said it before. You know, you're not going to see me just buying random stuff because I've never tried it. Um, I'm sometimes, feeling personally but, attacked right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick has a tear. <laughs> um, Unless it has wax on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, but I will say that I'm be, if you put something with a G nice GB on it, then you just buy it? <laughs> Maybe, but probably not. But if it's, if I was looking at a bottle and it had a nice wax coat on it versus something that was like just a screw top, I probably would. 
go with the wax. Like if I wasn't sure what I'd like, I'd feel that they, they put a little more time and effort into that bottle. So you're saying wax makes a difference? Wax matters. Wax matters. <laughs> it does. I mean, I guess, you know, I'm going to go wax before tater, I think, <laughs> you know, before tater sticker, but um, that's just me. That's a long and short. This, is, this was a good conversation. I feel enlightened. You know, I think it, chime in if you're listening to this on what you prefer. You know, d- does the sticker matter? Does the wax matter? Or is it truly what's in the bottle? Because I sometimes feel like I'll buy a bottle simply based on what it looks like. <clears throat> I <clears throat> will it. Um, pot still. So yeah. I get pretty damned excited about that bottle. It is a cool looking every bottle. damn time. It is a cool, bottle. cool bottle. It is. It has a very distinct shape. It, yeah. It has a very distinct juice, and I'll like let you make your own decision on that. But It kind of looks like a bong, right? I think everybody has to have one just to get let down. Uh, but it would honestly make it would make a great decanter if you want to have like an infinity bottle. It sure. really is a great one. It really is. It's the shape great. is great. Yeah, it's great for apple juice or milk too. I mean, put it, put it in the it, fridge. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not terrible, but I get it. It was one. I mean, I think the first time I remember drinking it, I don't remember the wives were out of town, and this was a couple years back. And we drank all of it. We did drink all of it, um, so it couldn't have been that bad, but um, mm. we drank the hell out of it, and we had some big steaks, and we had a good night, and that was, uh, you know, the wives were out of town. We were watching the kids, so. Uh, no, no, the kids were asleep. Well, yeah. I mean, we were making sure that the house burned down, I guess. And didn't yeah, I think down. there was some backup support in case the kids needed something. Possibly. Um but yeah, we drank that whole bottle, so um, I do remember that distinctly. But it wasn't terrible. Um, but it's no, definitely one of those odd ones. It's very beige, khaki. Let's call it yeah. that. I think let's, let's go with that. I'm not talking about the color of the juice in the bottle. I think I'm just. There's nothing well, up front. Right. There's when nothing you, on the mid. When there's you see no someone wearing khaki pants, right? Yeah. I mean, like. It's just at this bland. Is very average. There. I mean, you're yeah. not upset. It's just. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that. I'm good there. Yeah, it's all right. So just khakis. Will it possibly lose khakis? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's where we're at with this. That's okay. I mean, I you know, there's there's got to be khaki in the world. There's a place for it. Um, at least you know it's always going to be the same. But damn, he put some wax on it and a big sticker and nicking on all over the shit. Oh, hell yeah. Man. We, we buy the they do a Will it pot still <laughs> store pick? Oh, man. Steve I'm, need, I'm waiting in line for six hours. <laughs> He's going to need pot leaves on his pot still tater sticker. <laughs> oh, oh, you yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That. That's See? a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Nobody yeah. use that. If we, ever, if we ever get a Will It pick, you know it damn sure what's going to be on our stickers. So. It's going to have khaki pants on the top That's and a right. pot leaf on the side. It's yeah. a walking pot leaf with khakis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh. so let's jump into that uh, on an entirely different note since we covered tater stickers and everything else. But we didn't cover one thing about tater stickers. Oh, what's that? Right. What I talked about earlier. About how do they not get in trouble? Oh, so I did ask that. Let me jump into this real quick with you, Nick. So I asked Nick a question earlier, and it was regarding how people get away with utilizing tater stickers that look a lot like mainstream brands, whether that's something in the bourbon world or something else. You know, my my question was, how do they not get sued? So we were talking about that a little bit. Um, I guess it kind of depends, honestly, how popular you are, too. Um, obviously a smaller no-name group of guys that is kind of a local thing or um, maybe has like less than a thousand followers something like that doesn't get a lot of knowledge Um, a lot of people don't really know about it Um, but even larger groups 
with over 100,000 plus people still do some of these stickers too. And nine times out, well, I wouldn't say that, I say 99 times out of 100, uh, nothing ever comes of it. Uh, mainly because it's a single barrel, or even if it's a small batch of barrels, it doesn't really matter. It's less than 200, 300 bottles. Um, by the time anyone does find out, it doesn't exist anymore. They're not, you know, available anymore. Um, so I think that's 95% of what the issue is, is that it's just not on anybody's really radar. That being said, uh, there is one case in particular, just happened in Kentucky, actually just a few weeks ago. Um, the horse trainer, um, I think Bob Burnett is his name. Um, they, uh, a whiskey group in Kentucky did a sticker with him and they had like a bottle. It was like his magic juice. So for those who don't know, his last horse got tested and had steroids or a form of steroids. So they had a picture of him with a bottle that says the best juice or something on it. (laughs) And that was the tater sticker. Well, he found out they used his name and his likeness and he sued them and he won. And the deal was he got all the rest of the bottles that had not been sold. And they had to give $50,000 to multiple charities, like two different charities. So it definitely hurt the liquor store slash uh, community, whoever it was that, you know, had done it. So uh, there are instances where it could be an issue. Um, It happens not just in whiskey. It happens in other things, too, obviously. Um, There's a certain cigar brand that I enjoy quite dearly, whose Mm -hmm. name we will not mention, who had a cease and desist from Coca-Cola. So... Um, it does happen, um, but it's very, very rare. So what you're saying is don't poke the guy that just tripped. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, be careful what you're doing. And, I mean, it's okay to take movie quotes and, and things like that, but... Unless you make that guy mad. I mean, I saw that one clip. Y'all seen it with that guy on YouTube with the... Had the Lightning McQueen car, right? You know who I'm talking about? Oh, I've heard about it. Uh, yeah, he got <clears throat> Disney <laughs> sent him a... Or Pixar. Pixar. Yep. The Pixar sent yep. him a cease and desist on that. Uh, he got hammered pretty good by that, but, you know, Merrick. Going off of that, there's a B is for build guy, another car guy. Yep. He had a new Mustang, and he had chopped the body, and he put it into a 65, 67 style, and he's yep. trying to do an Eleanor. Like the he Eleanor. called it his Eleanor build. Well, the word Eleanor is actually owned. Oh, goodness. By the wife <clears throat> of the director of the movie. So she sued, and guess what she got? She got the car. Oh, shit. He lost the car. So no Eleanor Tater stickers. You, no, no, no Eleanor. We're not, no, we don't want to tweak you Eleanor. Get she, they are so so happy. Um, whoever that person is, we're not going to talk or say their name. That way we won't get flagged. But <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, it, again, so it I guess happen. if your name's Eleanor, you're fine. But you better not put a picture <laughs> of a Mustang. Don't have there. a don't have a classic Mustang or anything with that body style. Yep. Okay. I mean, nope. Can we do like a gremlin or something like that with like Eleanor on the <laughs> like side of it? Like a gremlin with a spoiler? so funny. <laughs> yeah. That'd be legit, man. Or maybe Eleanor. Will that make Eleanor? Oh, Eleanor. <laughs> that would be good. And you could put, put her in like a Hellcat or something. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eleanor. Yeah, Hellions. Twin I got ideas. You're all full of ideas. So watch out for our new uh, car group. <laughs> Follow that one on Patreon. Yeah, we got all kinds of things coming towards you. Um, yeah, for those of you that don't know what a gremlin is, uh, please take the time and look that up on Google. And then not well, the not request, the little not the fuzzy little animal. No, 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 the car of the we're gremlin. We're talking about the car of the gremlin. But then also message us back and let Steve know that you need about four minutes of your life back after that because it's not worth on. it. <laughs> I feel bad that you were subject to that. <laughs> They're going to win trivia to that. Who wants to be a millionaire? Come on now. 
What if the last question is revolving around a gremlin? I guarantee it won't be. That's sure. it. Good hey, Steve on Texas Whiskey Crew, remember that one time he said to look up what a gremlin was? Now I know. Now and I'm a millionaire. Yeah. yeah Somebody's going to phone a friend and they're going to call hey, Steve. That's right. That's right. So <clears throat> I take donations. We'll put Steve's phone number in the show notes. There you go. <laughs> when you win, who wants to be a millionaire? Please, I'll give you my address. You can send me a few dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so the bottom line is be careful when you're doing your tater stickers and um, don't tweak anybody don't poke the guy that just tripped um, that's about it huh and if it's got wax on top just go ahead and buy it because it's probably good and if you don't like it send it to me because I like it yep. yeah definitely <laughs> we can live with that <laughs> that's true well I think we're going to talk about peerless right because we brought that up to start uh, we just did a video uh, on that peer, on peerless and uh, a couple different ones. We've got a lineup of four sitting up there on the bar right now. We've been in them uh, for a little bit here, uh, just trying different ones and just appreciating what they have to offer. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this over to Dave and Nick because uh, I've been talking way too damn much at this point. Well, Talk. There's there's nothing new there, <laughs> but um, no, I you know some interesting i didn't have as much knowledge uh, about the peerless brand and 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 was happy to learn a little bit about it but um you know piggybacking on on some of the things we talked about when we were tasting it's just good quality bourbon whether it's their rye blend whether it's the double oak whether it's just the bourbon um it's good quality it's obviously you know for the most part it's just batched um so you're gonna get the same thing out of every bottle but there's two um, three single barrels up there right Two. I don't think they're single barrels. No, I the think one on the end is the, the double. Oak the, is. Rye, the rye is a single barrel. So the double I oak think, is a single barrel. I, I mean, right, but the, so I know for sure Skip's pick is. Yes. And I believe the double oak says the double oak says single barrel. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the other ones are not. The other two, I believe, are blends. so the bourbon and the, the bourbon and the rye. The but you're right. Though, the majority of the stuff they do is batch. So yes. they do have a single barrel. Mm-hmm. But it's very consistent and and sometimes I hate to use the word consistent when we talk about a specific pour. But um, it sounds negative, but it's in no way, shape, or form. It definitely not. It's it's got. Com- complexity to it um i'm still drinking the double oak obviously it's my favorite um it's very complex yet it doesn't feel complex like Mm -hmm. it feels like a simple glass of bourbon that i can sit and enjoy without having to worry about anything crazy and um, i think that's what i appreciate most about them is um you know just kind of the continuity between it are you saying it's like driving a taurus might be a, maybe a Camry. I don't know. It might be yeah. a step up from a Taurus. I but. think Peerless is definitely a step over a Taurus or a Camry. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we're landing up there. Maybe, I, maybe I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. It's kind of like a Buffalo Trace. Um, they they're very they're, consistent. They're super consistent with how they do their products, and that's the point. They have a following that want this flavor profile, and that's what they go for. So, well, consistency is key, right? Because we all know this. With, you bring a Buffalo Trace, and I'll bring a Wild Turkey 101. Okay. Every Turkey 101 bottle that I've ever opened always tastes the same. I mean, the same so yeah. much that, you know, we could probably line them up next to each other, and we wouldn't be able to tell. I mean, they've got people that know what the hell they're doing and pick, you know, pick the different ones and put them through quality control and everything else. <clears throat> I don't... I don't know if I find that as much with Peerless. I, I think they're pretty damn close with their consistency just because they batch, what, like we said earlier, with uh, 20 to 30 barrels uh, for their small batch. And you can get pretty damn consistent when you're using that many sure. barrels. 
Uh, you know, because a lot of the small batch stuff you see out there will be in five to ten barrels. Um, but if you're going across that that broad of a range of barrels, it's easy to kind of tweak stuff. Um, you know. Well, and I think they do justice to their individual lines like and you know you brought up turkey so you know if you've had um some of the different iterations of of the turkey brand um most of them have that underlying taste the one thing that i really appreciate about the the four different peerless bottles that we tasted is they were all consistent they were all um very good in their own right but they were all a little different like the rye had a very different nose very different profile the bourbon did as well um the double oaked um versus you know some of the some other brands might be you know you always kind of have that underlying taste of and i love turkey um but it doesn't matter if i'm talking what's the one long uh, long branch long branch, long branch you know the you, you could blindfold me i could have a drink of that and i could tell you it was a turkey product mm. absolutely without a doubt um i think i feel that way about garrison brothers we brought that up in the sure. past they did a lot of different brands of a telltale flavor even makers has that but one thing i didn't bring up on peerless and i should have brought that up in the video is their distillate comes out at 130 proof on pretty much everything they do and they cut it down to 107. Well, some of them, because some of them says they that, don't add water. So, yeah, so that's higher, but I heard this straight from the horse's mouth. Mm. But, uh, on their small batch specifically, it is immediately cut down to 107 mm. when it hits the barrel. Mm. And only reason I bring that up is 107, in, at least in my book, gosh, that's a great proof. Yeah. You can drink it. It's not going to mess you up too bad, and it's something that, you know, you can have a few pours of, and it's okay. I mean, when you get into the, you know, if you were getting in cask strength at 130 and that, it limits the amount you can have. Well, we've talked about, you know, most of us are borderline proof whores. Um, but, I mean, I agree with you that 107, 110 range is, is perfect. I kind of get disappointed. I had something the other day and it was 97 and i mean this was probably a 1500 bottle of bourbon on the uh secondary market and you know i'm like damn it it's not in nickel no because he was i was with him when i was drinking it but um you're like damn it man this is 96 97 proof and i would like that to just be a little bit a little bit hotter it is <clears throat> it is funny how you try certain things and it's not really there for you like a lot of people love birthday bourbon and it's good i like the age but man the proof's just not there for me i want a higher proof and i i'll tell i told everybody this and everybody hates me for it but i think the blue label single barrel old foresters are better than the birthday bourbons yeah well and birthday obviously <laughs> was what i was talking about and we were sitting around drinking it no oh, I, I love it it's no one of what you're going for <laughs> it's one of my absolute favorites and except for this year what'd you think i mean nick nick was this year's better than up. this year's better than last year's so the green the green label is that 19 or is that 20 21 was oh, that 21? It's 22s. See, I like the green label better, but I may be different from well, you. Well, I think we should do a blind. I think that's something we okay. could really get into, and I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, Dave, um, I learned the blind. The blind taste test changed. It's yeah. I mean, you'll you'll learn a lot about your flavor profile if you I do did, it blind. The last time I did, I did a high proof one. So I did uh, a Jack barrel proof. I did Stag Junior, Elijah Craig barrel proof, and I forgot what the fourth one was. It was horrible, obviously. One last probably place. old crow. Uh, it was not great. <laughs> Third place was the Jack. 
And then I'm a huge Stag Junior guy. I love Stag. Well, mm. just Stag now, but I love Stag Junior. So I picked first and second. I was like, I guarantee Stag, and then it's ECBP, then Jack, and then whatever the fourth one was. And ECBP actually beats Stag. Okay. And if I was drinking them, like just straight drinking them out of the bottle, I'd be like, oh, Stag's so much better. Than ECBP. Um, you I think do that's- like Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, but I just I like Stag more. But it lost in the blind, and it totally threw me. It's funny how you can impart your own bias towards that whenever you look. You know, you see the label, you pour it, and you're like, oh, I definitely like that one better. Mm-hmm. Well, I typically know I'm a Stag person, or I'm a uh, Elijah Craig person, or Garrison Brothers, or whatever. I mean, it'd be hard to do a blind with Garrison Brothers. It would not, and I guarantee I can get you. Because you said it's easy to pick out Garrison Brothers. It's easy compared to, like, everything else on the market. But mix it against some other Texas products. Okay. I guarantee you're gonna have a hard time. Well, maybe we have that coming in the future. Yeah, that'd be a, a good, really good Texas, Texas blind. And some blinds, yeah. all kinds of blinds. That'd be so much fun. I think we do that on the next one. That'd be a that'd be a good show. Yeah, because I'm with you. I think I, I feel I would pick Stag up front too. But who would you run? What would you, for for which yeah one? for the blind for what Texas would, blinds? Yeah. What? So easy. Garrison Brothers. You gotta have one. Right. You gotta have. I was gonna say still Austin, but still Austin does do a lot of outsourcing thing, MGP stuff. So if you want to keep it straight Texas, um, you could do. Uh, there's Tatwa Karahu, which is that cast strength one that I have. It's a round bottle. It's very distinct, uh, but I swear to God, it tastes just like Garrison Brothers. All right. Um, it's got a lot of that blue corn, white corn Texas. What about Balconies? Um, so Balconies has. They're more scotchy, yeah. They they are, and they have a lot of specialty stuff like finished and stuff like that, or their Brujeria, which is like a there's I forgot the other one. It's like the campfire one. I forgot what it's called. Um, but everything's got like a specialty kind of thing to it. I was also thinking TX, but TX doesn't really have a high proof. Their bourbon, their, their bourbon isn't high proof. It's but not. It's a, little, it's a little more structured, I guess. Yeah, and it's yeah. very sweet, very cream soda y. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I forget about that. Cereal. Yeah. Cereal for yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I could definitely get a list together of. Couple, five or six. I would say four or five is where you want to keep yeah. it at. It starts getting a little hard at six, um, but four is pretty good. Hmm. I, th- I see that coming in a video pretty soon. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I haven't tried that. Yeah, it's, we could either do tasting notes. It'd be down. interesting because if you did Garrison Brothers small batch, I think it would be hard to tell. There's a couple like Balmori, whatever. Yeah, I think, if you I, think I could it, pick it out. Of, if you wanted to keep it, you got to keep all the proofs kind of around the same. Yeah. For sure. See, I'd love to, you know, honestly, one of these episodes down the road, I'd love to get a hold of uh, White Dog from a lot of these distilleries and actually blind the white dog out because mm-hmm. I think you can tell off of the off the distillate straight off the still before he hits the barrels. You think so? I do. I think on some. I mean, you've said it before, but the white dog for, <clears throat> for GB is... Well, you, yeah, if you've been to Garrison Brothers and you've done a tour, and, I mean, they give you their white dog. I hit it. I mean, their single barrel, I get straight off their white dog. I get that really? flavor profile. I think the furthest one for me is Buffalo Traces. I know you have one over there. Um, Buffalo Trace's white dog is just, it's not what you expect. It's crazy. In a good way or a bad way? A bad way. You get so much flavor from that wood. Their white dog is just, it's crazy. To me, it's just such a huge difference. Like, I can't see how you can get that from from Buffalo Trace, the white dog, to where they're at with their... That's a heavy char. I mean, I mean, wood plays such a massive, massive role. Massive, massive role in, in bourbons. I mean, in any any distillate. I mean, that's truly the only thing that separates us from, like, vodka and from, like, a neutral grain spirit is yeah. the fact that we're... 
uh, you know, what we drink is aged in barrels. Right. <clears throat> and we'll do a whole other damn episode on that. But, um, you know, I like kind of where, where things went with the whole tater sticker conversation and then <laughs> in the, in, into the peerless. Uh, at, the, at the end of the day, I think we, we all think peerless is good juice. Absolutely. I mean, it's... I, I strongly suggest you go out and find it if you haven't tried it. You know, you won't be disappointed in what you end up with. And that's what I like about this type of format for us to to sit around and talk. You know, we get to have a, a nice little little pour in our hands and, and kind of just throw stuff off the cuff and kind of talk about things that that we find enjoyable. And, and this is a, a good format for us to be able to do that. Yeah, agreed. You know, honestly, we'll take uh, this is our first podcast. So if you listen to this and you made it this far, we really appreciate you. We definitely appreciate you if you you made it this far. You know, we'll give you over over the air radio podcast high fives. Appreciate you. But uh, give us some feedback, too. You know, we don't we don't mind comments unless you're going to try to hurt my feelings. I do mind that. So say nice things. Positive feedback is good. If you got negative feedback, you know, just keep it to yourself. Yeah, well, we were all taught, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you right? have something mean to say about either one of these two, that's fine. You just best just sit next to me. I would love to hear it. <laughs> don't talk bad about stickers, wax, Garrison Brothers, fearless. Yeah. Well, and, you know, as we move forward in this and, and, and we've talked about our Patreon and obviously, you know, feel free to go check us out on Patreon. But um, one of the things that we want to do with that is invite some of our Patreon members to be part of this um, experience and sit in on the podcast and and, and be part of uh, barrel picks and be part of some of the videos. But definitely the podcast, I think, is a, is an easy thing that you can just bring somebody in and, and allow them to, to kind of talk and feel like they're connected to the community. So um, those things are, are coming down the, the road for us. Well, yeah. I mean, Nick looks just like a Top Gun pilot with his headphones on, so I can't wait until we put this on video. So you're saying we're going to start streaming our podcast so we can... Eventually, So yes. you can gain the full experience of, of the Texas Whiskey Crew. It's <laughs> <laughs> something I like that, right? buy some more normal headsets, not like my gaming ones. <laughs> Come on, man. We're like, we, need the the lights everywhere. we need the visor that comes <laughs> down, and like, I mean, we'll get the Top Gun music playing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I suppose we're going to wrap this up. Uh, you you want to close this out, Dave, since I opened this up here? Sure. We we appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoyed the, the first podcast and uh, looking forward to your feedback. But as always, just, uh, you know, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate the support and we appreciate uh, being able to do this and talk about some of our favorite things. Anything you want to add to this, Nick? No, I'm just glad I'm here, man. This is a great time. I really think this is a good way to get out to people and just have, like, kind of conversations, just be ourselves. And not video makes it a little bit more comfortable and a little bit easier. So a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yep, I agree. Cheers, y'all. Well, thank y'all. Cheers. Cheers, guys. See you next week.